Can the intake of dairy products prevent hypertension? You are listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, and joining me today is Dr. Lu Wong. Dr. Wong is the instructor in medicine at Harvard Medical School. She's the associate epidemiologist in the Division of Preventive Medicine at the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. Dr. Wong and her colleagues recently published a paper in the journal Hypertension, and the title of that paper was The Dietary Intake of Dairy Products, Calcium, and Vitamin D and the Risk of Hypertension in Middle-Aged and Older Women. Dr. Wong, welcome to the program. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Sorrentino. Thanks for having me joining this program, and I'm glad to be here to discuss our recent findings. Well, thank you for joining us. As you know, clinicians are very aware of the possible association between sodium and hypertension. Is there some previous data about calcium and dairy products before we get into the specifics of your study? Yes, and the epidemiological studies conducted previously and have found the adequate calcium intake associated with a lower blood pressure or reduced hypertension risk in diverse populations. And previous intervention studies also have shown the intake of foods rich in calcium had blood pressure lowering effects. So the previous research showed that calcium was the opposite then of sodium. A diet rich in calcium tended to be associated with lower blood pressure compared with higher with sodium? Yep. And so your study, I know, wanted to look at this a little bit more detail. Tell me a little bit about what got you started into looking at this. Actually, we are interested in looking at a series of dietary food groups in association with risk factor. A lot of investigators in this area are aware of the DASH study, have demonstrated a healthy dietary pattern, very effective blood lowering effect in both uh, normal tensive participants and uh, hypertensive patients. But that study was not designed to look at the specific effects of individual food groups. So we actually conducted a series of studies that specifically investigate the association of certain food groups in association with risk of hypertension. And the dairy product is one of the food component in the combination diet conducted in DASH diet. So my understanding that the original DASH study groups was a fairly broad, well-balanced diet, but didn't focus on one individual food group. Is that correct? Yes. The DASH diet is designed to test the blood pressure effect of a combination diet with several components, but not specifically designed to test the specific food groups on blood pressure. So let's talk a little bit about your study population. What patients in particular did you study in this series of studies? Our study participants are the participants of a study called Women's Health Study. It is a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled factorial trial. It was originally designed to evaluate the risk and benefits of low-dose aspirin and vitamin D in the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease and cancer. And the study started from 1992 to 1995, a total of 39,876 
female U.S. health professionals aged older than 45 years and free from cardiovascular disease and cancer were enrolled into this study and randomized to placebo or one-off treatment groups. So this was a very large study of only women, and this was a prospective study? Yes. So in other words, you're not just observing groups of patients. This was one that they were being followed forward in time to see the effects of these different additives to their daily regimen. Yeah. We followed this cohort up to 10 years for major cardiovascular disease and cancer endpoints. So how did you determine their food intake? Tell me a little bit about the type of questionnaire you use to determine food intake. On the study baseline, we collected the participants' dietary information using a validated food frequency questionnaire. So on the questionnaire, a commonly used unit or a portion size was specified for each food item. And the participants were asked to report how often they have consumed certain amount on average during the past year. And we recorded nine possible responses ranging from never or less than once per month to more than six servings per day. And the average daily intake for each food item was calculated by multiplying the intake frequency by the portion size of the specific item. And these food questionnaires were given to these women once a year for recall of the previous year? Is that how it was done? Yes. And did you have specific lists of different types of foods, or was it just food groups that were listed? We have food groups, also individual food items. For example, for the dairy food products, we ask participants to report individual food items, such as the skim or low-fat milk or whole milk, um, yogurt, uh, different kind of cheese, and we classify these food items into either they were low-fat content or high-fat content, and we do the subgroup-specific analysis in our study. Now, what about supplements? Did you ask patients if they were using calcium or vitamin D supplements as well? We ask certain types of supplements, including multivitamin supplement and uh, vitamin B6, C, or vitamin E, and including calcium supplements. And the supplement analyzed in our study is assessed from this self-reported use, both uh, multivitamin supplement and individual supplement. If you are just joining us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, and I'm speaking to Dr. Lu Wong about her recent study looking at the intake of dairy products and the association with hypertension. So let's talk a little bit now about the results of your study. You looked at this group of women, and you have their food questionnaires, and you can put women, I would take it, into different categories of low dairy intake and high dairy intake. How did this relate to the incidence of hypertension? In our prospective cohort study of middle-aged and older women, we found an inverse association between the low-fat dairy products intake and the subsequent risk of hypertension. And the association was moderate, but independent of the known risk factors for hypertension. But in contrast, we found there's no association between high-fat dairy intake and the risk of hypertension. 
we also studied the uh, association between the calcium and the vitamin D intake and the risk of hypertension. So the dietary calcium and vitamin D was associated inversely with the risk of hypertension, but the supplement was not associated with the hypertension risk. These are very interesting results because, in a way, they almost contradict each other. You mentioned that low-fat dairy had an association with the less likely development of hypertension, but high-fat dairy did not. And so I would assume that in those two groups, those patients are taking in about the same amount of calcium. If that's the case, why would the high-fat dairy not show a reduced incidence of hypertension? Yeah, this is an interesting finding, and it is not entirely clear yet why the benefits are observed only for low-fat dairy products, but not for high-fat dairy products. But a similar phenomenon has been observed for type 2 diabetes and coronary heart disease. So it has been postulated that the saturated fats in the high-fat dairy products could mitigate the beneficial effects of other components in dairy products, including the calcium. And there are already studies that suggested the high fat in foods may hinder the calcium absorption and then reduce the bioavailability of calcium. So it could be the amount of calcium actually is not getting absorbed. I know there are some studies that a high fat intake may cause endothelial dysfunction and vasoconstriction. So I suppose that could be another mechanism by which the high fat dairy didn't bring about the observed effect? Yeah, I think it's possible. Now, you mentioned that the more dairy product, low-fat dairy products that these women consume, the less incidence of hypertension. Is there a certain dose, if you will, of dairy that should be consumed before we start seeing the effect, or is it just any amount of dairy? In our study, we observed the uh, beneficial effect of low-fat dairy products in terms of hypertension prevention become more significant and clear when a woman consume at least two servings per day of low-fat dairy products. And this is actually consistent with the USDA dietary guideline that recommended most of Americans consume more than three servings of dairy products. Now, when you say a serving, that is a six-ounce glass of milk, for example? For milk, it's an eight-ounce glass of milk. So two eight-ounce glasses of milk a day, we would start seeing the significant advantage according to your data here. Yes. Now, what is the overall reduction throughout the study? In, in other words, are we having a clinically significant reduction in hypertension, or is this just a statistical phenomenon and not affecting that many patients? In our study, we observe women who actually consume more than two servings per day of low-fat dairy products have 11% lower risk of developing hypertension in 10 years compared to those who only consume less than a quarter of servings per day. And we consider this as public health and clinical significance. Because hypertension is a common health problem in the United States, a 10% reduction in hypertension risk individual level will substantially lower the disease burden in the population. And we all know the high blood pressure is known risk factor for coronary heart disease and stroke. The effective prevention of hypertension will reduce the occurrence of blood pressure-related cardiovascular disease complications.
So it sounds like simple advice, just having two glasses of skim milk a day could have a national impact in reducing a very large number of hypertension incidents in this country, according to that type of data. Yes. Well, I want to thank Dr. Wong for being our guest. We have been discussing her recent paper with her colleagues from Harvard on the dietary intake of dairy products, calcium, and vitamin D on the risk of hypertension in middle-aged and older women. This study was recently published in the journal Hypertension. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To comment or listen to our full library of podcasts, visit us at reachmd.com. Register with the promo code RADIO and receive six months free streaming for your home or your office. And thank you for listening.